The D and Davis Show. D and Davis Show. We are back. Uh, you notice that it is I, Demond Sproul, who's kicking off the show. No Kenneth Davis. This show, uh, nursing uh, bum uh, foot. Had a foot injury. A swollen foot. Yeah, yeah. He's had problems with swelling and yeah. the show. I don't know what's happening with my mans. Shout out to Shaka, who uh, is trying to <laughs> tell us to uh, take it easy on Ken. Well, Ken's not here. Right, I know, right? Right, right, right. Which right. may be related to the Timberland incident that you can hear on the flip. Yes, the last episode of Flip was outstanding. Shout out to Chris Pennant, who hopped in with us uh, for the entire show. But uh, Tim, uh, I'm sorry, but Ken said you shouldn't wear Tim's because how can you run in them and you're not going to hop over any fences? No gates. No gates to hopping with Tim's on. And lo and behold, we get a text like, hey, man, my, f- my foot is bumped. <laughs> my foot is bad. Now, granted, he doesn't wear Tim's. So we don't know what happened to his foot. But he's going to the doctor. Everything is good with him. So, you know, it's almost like a Cam, recovery. It's almost like a Cam Newton situation. The mysterious foot problem. Mm. We might have to put him on IR if this thing doesn't work itself out. Mm. Well, luckily, Maybe you got to send him up to Green Bay to see a specialist, too. What's wrong with your foot? Mm, let me give you something for your foot. All right. Uh, hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, War on Anchor. We'll kick you over to Spotify and the YouTube. All right. I'm on Twitter at Demons1, D E M O N Z E 1. Ken is on Twitter at Das Davis, executive producer of the Dean Davis Show. Well, Mr. Ryan Bukovsky. You can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski, executive producer of the Dean Davis Show and Dean Davis to flip. Like I said before, make sure you go out there and uh, tune into that because we had a lot of fun this past week on the flip. Uh, so, yeah, as we always do, let's go off the top. Off the top. Off the top. All right. So. First up, man, we always like to start off, well, I know Ken does this, so we're going to keep it rolling. A little quick hit thought about the Bears. Wait, does Ken do that, though? What? <laughs> quick hit No, he the Bears? Does. He does. He does. Not, not, like, not quick hit, but you know what I'm saying? This is something that's been, been poking at him over the weekend. He's like, I got to get this off. Before we go into a deep dive with the Bears, uh, just something off the top of what we were thinking about. So mine is a simple fact that, man, listen, I was at the 9 to 5, and now you know what I'm saying, and um, I make my daily my daily bowl of oatmeal. Yes, I know very old of me, but I love oatmeal. Uh, got me some oatmeal tea and an apple. Man, I'm showing myself right now. <laughs> All right, forty year old man here. <laughs> got to get the fiber going. Keep, it keeps you regular. <laughs> so, but you know, I doctored up anyway. So, uh, one of the guys on uh, in in. Um, at the gig, he walked up to me. He said, "Hey, man, you know, I just want to let you know it's all, it's all right. It's all right, man. He's an Eagles fan. Oh, and he lets people know that he is an Eagles fan. So him, uh, shout out to Allen, and shout out to Larry. Larry's the uh, CTO, co-founder of the uh, of the Nine to Five. And uh, Larry wasn't there, but it was, so I got all Allen. I said, "Hey, man, listen, I'm used to this. I unfortunately, I'm used to this. I'm used to seeing a great defense." Get burned out by mm-hmm. a terrible offense. This is nothing new. This is why you come across so many people from Chicago. Not a lot of them, but a good percentage of them. Hey, man, you a Bears fan? Absolutely not. Well, what do you root for? I'm a Cowboys fan. Like, how did that happen? You know what I'm saying? You come across people like that, or I'm a Packers fan. All right, they're close. They're close in proximity to the city, and you know, we've seen, we saw, um, uh. 
Brett Favre destroy the Bears over so many years. So I kind of get, but you know what I'm saying? You, you know the truth. Yeah, you sporadically get these fans from, I mean, you sporadically get Chicago residents, people who lived here, born and raised here, still living here, are fans of other teams. You know why? You want to know why? Because of crap that we're seeing right now out of this three and five team bum team of a Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. So it's just the right now. It's kind of like it's kind of like finally sitting in on people. Like, hey man, you know what? The season's over, Ryan. It's over. It just. Uh, ugh, I was on that couch watching that Eagles game, just thinking. Man, this is like all of a sudden like that Mark Tressman era where he just felt like yeah. lost. Yeah. Offense nothing, is working. completely broken. Mm-hmm. Defense, you know, we're going to get into it later, but they were on the field a lot. They just couldn't make the big stop, though, on the final drive for any chance of the of the comeback from behind victory, potentially. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you get the little cherry on top. Adam Shaheen not falling on the fumble when you just... I mean, the game was over. Oh, onside kick. Well, short kick. Push right. Kick, the game's oh. over. So, of course, uh, seeing Adam Shaheen, who has been a total disappointment, and not even understanding the game situation, just fall on the ball. He just to pick it up and run with Right. Where are you going? And now, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to go score a touchdown or something? Oh, And man. so, you waste uh, that opportunity, even though it wasn't, again, a real much of an opportunity, because they only had 22 seconds. But... It just shows like teams around the league. You look at maybe like a team like Baltimore that really showed up to New England. Oh, who called that upset? That's true. Hey, That's I saw true. it. I saw it. I saw it. That's true. And so you see a team like Baltimore who's doing everything they can to maximize everything that they have. Mm-hmm. And the Bears are just the exact opposite. And then you see the silly mistakes and those things pile up. And there's a reason for it because you keep doing things the wrong way. And when you keep doing things the wrong way, to your point, why would you cheer on the team? Maybe you move on, cheer on the Cowboys, the Packers, some of these teams that have been able to at least show that they can do it this side of this millennium, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, one thing about the NFL, man, it goes year to year. Uh, sometimes it goes game to game. It's it's kind of set up for it to be a eight and eight league. You know, you have your outliers like you have your uh, Patriots. Uh, I guess I can kind of throw the Saints in there because they consistently win. Well, in the division they win and make the playoffs consistently. So that's you know what I'm saying that's that's always there. Uh, you have those teams that's always always there. You have those good runs, maybe about five, six, maybe seven years. You know, but uh, typically you have this. You have one good year. You have one bad year. You have one good year. Maybe two good years in a row. Then you fall back down. It just sucks because the Bears came in with such high hopes and expectations this year mm-hmm. and to just let it to let it just go right down to you know what and uh, <laughs> exploding ex- while it's going ex- exactly down there. i mean it's just it's just terrible so we'll get more into the one loss. thing i wanted to oh, say yeah, though to yeah. your point that you just said how you see like teams go through these outliers but there's those teams that are consistently there and then I look at a team like the Colts, who mm-hmm. lost Peyton Manning, and they could have easily been just terrible for a while, but they get Andrew Luck, yeah. benefited there. They develop him, then they lose him, and they're still relevant. There's just those teams that continue to be relevant, and then you have a team like the Bears that continues to do 
the same mistakes right. over and over. And now you might have Phil Emery, Mark Tressman 2.0 here. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if that was to happen? I mean, it's very possible, too. It's going to be a huge rest of the year for Nagy to show any kind of gusto. And then just really this next season is going to be everything for, I think, Pace and Nagy. Yeah, both of them. All right. Off the top. All right. So um, how about this one? College basketball is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but as we were recording, we was checking out Duke and Kansas, and uh, Ryan made the uh, the comments like, "Man, you know Duke is what number four? I believe I said that. Uh, I think Kansas is number three, and Duke was number four. And Ryan made the comment like, "Hey, why? You know, saying I wonder if uh, you know why aren't they number one overall? And can they still, or do they have the ability just to kind of go at like the Kentucky route?" Just get five one and dones and just run for it every year. I don't know if that's the case anymore because you. I mean, definitely you. Go, definitely Duke is always going to get those premier players, high school players that come there. Maybe one or two, a few guys that's like really good. But you know, what I'm saying maybe kind of like you know what, I'm just going to go to Duke. You know, what I'm saying maybe I stay for two years instead of one year, whatever like that. So you kind of have like a a uh, a stacked uh, team per se, but. Uh, I'm just happy that college basketball is back. Me too. Yeah, I, I really get into it when it really gets to conference play and, you know, then it kind of heads into um, the uh, NCAA uh, tournament. But uh, like I said before, too, well, not right, right here, but I'll say it right here, right now. It's always good when you have a local feel to it. Like if Northwestern right. is good again, if like Ola makes another run again, if Illinois hopefully does something, you know what I'm saying, this year. Can DePaul show some life? Can DePaul show any kind of life? And it's crazy. Like I'm naming, I just named what, four teams? And you even go down state. Southern, very big population of right. grads up here in Chicago. You still Does Loyola that. have anything left right. in the tank? So I just named five teams locally that can possibly bring something. I guess I can't forget about this team too. UIC, I covered them back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, after they, I don't think no, they didn't make a run into the to the uh, to the tournament under Coach uh, Howard Moore. Uh, but uh, you have that's another local team. So I think whenever you have a local feel to college basketball, it kind of draws you in. But Chicago, you just haven't had that in a long time. Well, I. I- I really love with college basketball, to your point, when it's more of the conference championships mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, the actual tournament. But I think it's kind of like how baseball is, how baseball, whenever it starts, even though the ugly, the weather is so ugly, it signifies like the coming of summer. That's what I kind of do okay. with college basketball. It means it's going to be the end mm-hmm. of winter once mm-hmm. you basically get to the tournament in March. And that's just such an exciting time of the year, too, because you got the draft coming up. And that's going to be all the talk of all the sports radio stations around here, especially with the quarterback position. Yeah. And then you've got uh, baseball starting up. So, yeah, I like when college basketball is there. They really do a great job in owning that month of March. Yeah. Yeah. Off the top. So there was a rumor that was going around in the NFL circles that um, the Los Angeles Chargers, I almost called them the San Diego Chargers again, the Los Angeles Los Angeles Chargers were rumored to be moving to London. Now, I do know the NFL really wants to get a footprint back into uh, Europe. I know they had the NFL Europe years ago. That was around, man, I want to I want to say five years, but I don't know if it was even that. I could look it up. Um, but I think it's even been longer, man. You think it's longer than that? Maybe 10? I don't think it was 10 years, though. 
But I do remember watching some. I do remember watching some games. I miss NFL, NFL Europe. Europe. I kind of liked NFL. Did you? Europe. It was just uh, to have some football on the TV occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't clearly it wasn't uh, NBA basketball. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, um, NFL football. Yeah. And uh, it was. Uh, I, I, do you want to say it was better than college football? No. 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 Still lower than yeah. that. Yeah. This, so this it was totally supplemental. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I thought Jared Payton played there for a while. NFL Europe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he did or not. By the way, it ceased in 2007. Okay, well, when did it start? Started in 1991. Oh, wow. It was on for that long. Mm -hmm. I am so wrong. I did not know NFL Europe was around that long. Now, granted, 1991, I was like nine. Yeah, and Jared Payton, all NFL Europe League 2005. Okay, there we go. Amsterdam Admirals. All right, all right. You know what? Now that you say that, that does sound familiar. I think I remember watching a few games of his. I was yeah, like, oh, that right. does sound familiar. That does sound familiar. Wow, living in Amsterdam. That was, that was uh, that had to be life. But no, yeah, listen. Right. <laughs> Especially but, at his age. Yeah, I, you know, coming out of from Miami, they go over to Amsterdam. Hello. Yeah. Um, but the Chargers owner, Dan's uh, Spanos. Sp Spanos, Spanos, yeah. Spanos. Right, right, right. Uh, Dean Spanos, there you go. Blasted the report. This is from NFL.com. Chargers owner Dean, uh, Dean Spanos blasted the London report. Uh, this is from the owner saying, it's totally effing BS. Okay, we're not going to London, Spanos told reporters Tuesday. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home. This is where, I'm, this is where I plan on being for a long effing time, period. Okay, all right. But I think the only way you... I wonder if he said that about San Diego. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Well, then they saw Qualcomm. This is the Qualcomm they used to, the stadium used to play at? Yeah. Everybody, yeah. I always hear people talk about like how much of a dump yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a huge dump. It was terrible. So I guess if they don't... Uh, well, they're supposed to be, be kind of like roommates with the Rams. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Chargers and the Lakers deal with the Staples. Uh, the Clippers. I mean, Clippers. I'm sorry. Or uh, Jets Giants. Or Jets Giants, right. Who other teams share a, 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 what other major league teams share a stadium? Well, Oakland, they all shared that for a while, like yeah. the Raiders and the A's. A's. Yeah, that's true. Um, Anywhere I think there's else? There's a few more of those <clears throat> around. Like some of these stadiums now, you look at Arizona, like that's just used for all types anything. of things. Yeah, anything. So there's a lot of stadiums more so for that, where it's like, we just house teams and events right. all the time. Right, right, right. And then just the few cities that have multiple teams, they usually, uh, you know, are in their own stadium, except for LA and New York, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's planning on not going anywhere, but to even bring that up, that would mean... I would get. I guess that means that they're not wholeheartedly set to be roomies with the Rams, because I would yeah, think, I think they think would they're probably always want their own. Looking. Huh? I think they're always kind of looking for a place because I think that Spanos family they want, you know, the L.A. market. They're. I think they're more of that like in it for the money more mm -hmm. so than just trying to win every single year. There, I think that's more of their motivation. So. If there was a lucrative financial opportunity to go to London, let's say, if the league gave them a bunch of money to help them do it, I think they would listen to something like that. That would be what a six-hour trip. You basically—I don't like it. Yeah, you'll basically be living. You'll still be living in the states for the most part because what they'll probably do, they'll probably set it up. It kind of reminds me of when 
one of the first LA teams appear in the NFL years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, they had the LA name, but they basically was like in the Midwest and Northeast. That's where football was technically being played. NFL was technically being played at. So they had the LA name, but they was basically here. Um, so I would think they'll probably make their schedule. They like they over here for like four weeks, and then they go back for four weeks. I mean, I, they had to do something because that's a six-hour difference. You know, unless you're coming from like the coast, and I'm guessing it would be the east coast to get to London quicker. Yeah, because you're going west that way. Um, I mean, east that way. So I would think that maybe they'll try to work something down the schedule. They'll probably be here for the, in the States for a while, and then they'll be over yeah, in London. I would London. think so. Yeah, they have to do something like that. Um, but like I said before, that will mean it, it, this, this. And you have to, to switch mean, up the divisions, too. You probably just switch up the division because yeah, I saw I saw Will Brinson come out with something today. I don't think it's anything. He just kind of gave some theories on what the realignment might look like. They would probably be moved to, in his opinion, to the south uh, and flip with the Texans. So the Texans would go out west. west. Imagine Mahomes and Watson in the mm, same division that year would be, and year. That would be nice. And then the other one was the Chargers going to the AFC East and the Dolphins moving to the south. That makes sense. And then you have Bill Belichick in England once a year. Once a year, that that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I mean, but like I said, because this is coming up, that means that something's happening or they just haven't landed or just netted. You know, they want to. But I I mean, with traveling getting better and better, they're going to make another jet or another mm -hmm. thing that's going to be even that much better. And you can pay for, I mean, an owner, how hard is it for them really to pay for some type of plane to really transport a team high speed across the Atlantic? I wonder what would the taxation be, though? Yeah. That's another thing too. Europe, I mean, hey, they pay it. I mean, they get what they pay for, though. They they have free healthcare. They have a whole bunch of things, uh, but they do pay a lot in taxes. I mean, I guess if you're the NFL, why not just do anything? Because you already own this country, right? That's right. over with, right. and you pretty much own North America. I mean, Mexico is obviously going to be soccer first, Mm -hmm. but if they're going to adopt any type of other sport, I think it's football. I would think they would probably want to go to Canada first. No, no, but I think they already own Canada because a lot of games are played in Canada, like like the the games are viewed and they have the CFL, but a lot of games are aired on Canada. It's almost like... Yes. America light. Yeah, basically. yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, they could put a team there and that would make sense. But I think what they're thinking is like they're still already going to be involved in football. They yeah. love football. I know. So I saw Will Kane uh, real quick uh, before we get up out of here. I saw Will Kane mentioned that maybe the Chargers to go to uh, St. Louis. St. Louis, uh, the Rams spurn uh, St. Louis and like, hey, what better team to go back and take over that market? Because listen, man, St. Louis is a it's a good sport. It's a good city. sports city. And it they really would is. love a football team. They would support a football team. I think they Definitely. were pretty good fans for the Rams. They just wanted a new years. stadium, right? Spano wanted a new stadium. Yeah. And I think uh, he wants a lot of help from wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Billionaires always want a handout. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so St. Louis, they might be like, oh, hey, we'll we'll get you what you want here if you just come on down come on to back. St. Louis. Yeah. I know. Man, I kind of like St. Louis without a team, though. Do you? Yeah. If I'm being honest. It's good. It's, you know, the St. Louis Chargers. Hey, man, listen, whatever the money's green at, right? Ugh, what if It'll they be- change their name to something? Mm, nah, they'll probably keep the Chargers. The St. Louis Chargers. They'll be they'll be able to play in a dome. They'll be like, you know, saying kind of like used to, used to playing out there in, in uh the nice LA night the nice California weather. So they'll probably play in a dome for sure. 
Uh, and don't give me my theory about domes, period. I think every professional team uh, that plays outside should be able to play, should play in a dome. Every state, baseball, football, everything, put in a dome. I don't hate it, but I kind of yeah. hate it. Yeah, man, it's no, it's no, it's listen. It's I mean, it'd be great with a baseball game. You don't have to worry about a rain out. True, that must I mean, be so nice for me, Milwaukee me, fans. You know what? Let me let me rephrase that. A retractable roof. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I Every stadium that's what you mean. should have a retractable roof. Because there should be no such thing as a rain out ever again. It's 2019. Yeah, I think they should definitely push for that. And I mean, in the NFL, I think that's starting to become the norm because you can host a Super Bowl then if you get some kind of retractable roof. Host a lot I wouldn't of be surprised that you the Bears, a lot of things. if they decided to do another renovation of Soldier Field, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do look into doing something like that, putting a, a retractable, retractable roof. roof, and then they yeah. can host the Super Bowl it makes in sense. Chicago. You could do you could host NCAA tournaments. You can host, oh yeah, you know, what I'm saying big time like wrestling. I mean, stuff, how many man. events do Chicago World Cup? Mm-hmm. Right, the World Cup. I was going to say that because they're in the Midwest, so it's yeah. a perfect like perfect. internationally. You can just kind of get to the middle of the country. You don't have to go all the way to L.A. or you don't have to go all the way to New York, depending on what where you mm-hmm. are at internationally. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's enough off the top. We'll come back. You know what? We're going to have some fun, unfortunately, bashing the Chicago Bears because, man, it, it's, it's, it's over, y'all. It's over. Dean Davis Show. Hey, this is Rich Campbell from the Chicago Tribune, and you're listening to the Dean Davis Show. There's a lot of that. There's a ton of that. And I think for uh, for me, um, that's my job is to make sure that I, that I understand that when you have the, the type of leaders that we have on, on, on both sides, you believe in those guys and making sure that they communicate to you where we stand as a team. And I've done that. I've done it from the from, um, you know, that first loss that we had, which seems like forever ago. And, and now we just communicate. And but that's that's certainly a part of it. That's a, a big part of it. And I think the ones that that rally around each other and that stay positive, which is what we do as a team we stay positive and we fight through it you know it's it's uh um it, it's gonna come it's just a matter of when and and i know it's hard for everybody it's hard for us it's hard for everybody out there uh but i'm i'm, I'm just uh i'm all about positive d and davis show no davis this show but it's all right man i'm here demon spiro and he's always here Ryan book holding down the fort having some fun uh, but you know what? This isn't going to be that necessarily like a fun segment because it's kind of a downer. But at the same time, we all kind of saw it coming because the Bears suck right now. All right. So the Bears dropped their fourth in a row, this time out in brotherly love, uh, Philadelphia to the Philadelphia Eagles, 22 to 14. All right. So I'm just going to give you all some stats on this game, all right? This is total team stats. I don't want to go to the individuals because the individual stuff is just terrible for the Bears. All right, total yards. You know what? Do you know all the stats, the team stats, Ryan? I have them. You have them already? All right, you have them, have them up. All right, I was going to play a little game like, okay, I want you to see if you can name them. Anyway. Oh, give it to me. I won't look. All right, all right. Um, How many yards? Let's see. How many yards do you think Philadelphia gained Compared to a had compared to the Bears. Yeah, Ooh. I did not look at the total yardage. I was still throwing up after that Bears game <laughs> to even look at the stats. I think I'm assuming they got somewhere around 150 to around 320. Okay. Philadelphia, 373. Bears, 164. 
Okay, not terrible. Nah, that's, that's, that's pretty terrible. Passing yards. Well, I meant my guess. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Your guess was good. Your guess was good. Yeah, yeah the Bears sucked. <laughs> Your guess was that's good. That's terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. All right, uh, passing yards. Philadelphia, Chicago, what do you think? Mm. I'm going to assume out of that 373 that a little over 100 was on the ground. So I'll go 250 to the Bears... 86? 227 Philadelphia, 102 Chicago. Mm. All right. Rushing yards. You was kind of on point with the rushing, but I'm going to let you get a shot at that one. Well, so the Bears are probably what? They got uh, 40-some-odd yards on the ground if they got 150 total. And uh, for the Eagles, yeah, they're just what? Just uh, 100 yards. Basically right. even. 146 for Philadelphia and 62 Dang. for the Bears. Dang. All right, the last one. This is the one that was just, you know, just want to just throw up in your mouth kind of just bad. Time of possession. Philadelphia, Ooh. Chicago. I know Philly had it for 40, so the <laughs> Bears got to be 20. Hey, there you go. Philadelphia, 40 minutes and 18 seconds. Chicago, 19 minutes and 42 mm. seconds. How? You know, How one other you, stat real look, quick. Yeah, yeah. Turnovers. Ooh. Just the one. Just one. One fumble loss by the Bears. By the Bears. You yes. would think that they never had the ball. But it was just turnover, 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 turnover. If you just looked at the mm-hmm. spreadsheet of the score and the team stats. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Now, first quarter. Eagles put up six points. Second quarter, they got a touchdown. That's when it was 12 to nothing. And, and then the, the Bears had minus nine yards. There you go. They come back with another touchdown. It was not, I forgot about this. The Eagles actually down 19 to nothing at one point. Yep. Then the Bears get one touchdown, then another touchdown, and then the Eagles finish it off with a field goal. So the, so the, uh, la- and the, the score was 22 to 14. So, but this is this is question just, about oh, no, yeah, please, the yes. scoring. Yes, please. Do we have to start kind of wondering about Chuck Pagano at all as being the guy helming the defense moving forward? I don't want to put a ton of blame on the defense because we just said 40 minutes time of possession. That's insane. A game is 60 minutes? Yeah, 60 minutes. And it was on the field for 40 of them. That's uh, three quarters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They literally played for three quarters while the offense... Almost played for one quarter. But I was let that still, sink in, everybody. But even with that said, I was still crazy mad they couldn't get one stop on that final drive with those four third downs, two of which were double digit yards to go. Yeah, screen pass, and then the Wild. Goddard screen pass again. Yeah. Simple out by Ertz, mm-hmm. uh, just Ertz a throw to Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, it's just like big come body, on. yeah. Big body uh, toss up and let A go up there and big fella get to go up there and get that, that pass. To me, it'd be one thing if it's like, okay, they just kept feeding it to Alshon Jeffrey on that drive right, and nobody right, could right. cover him. Or <laughs> no, whatever. he was like, everybody got. Yeah, it's like they just did whatever they wanted. Just everybody go down the field. And you know what? I, I know I, I don't want to go that far. I don't want to say that Chuck Pagano is an issue because I don't think he is. I'm sorry. I, I I guess I'll be a homer for or apologist for the defense. Well, you're playing 40 minutes. That's a lot. That's a lot. What do you guys say? Always oh, simple football. Simple simple, uh, simple logic. You're on the field for 40 minutes, and the other team's on for 20. How 
can you win? It's very rare that you find those kind of wins. The one I can think of, possibly, and they didn't force a turnover, and too. it didn't force a turnover either, and it was still in it. The one game I'm thinking of jumps out to me is that I think it was the year the Bears went to the Super Bowl, no five oh six, when they was losing to Arizona. Yep, that was that year, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. I remember I was with my cousin, God rest his soul, right now. We was at a bar out in Blue, well, in Chicago, but close to Blue Island, called um, I don't know why I want to say Jimmy's, Tommy's. It was Tommy's, like on 120-something in Western, far south side of Chicago. And we was there, you know, we went, you know what I'm saying, we were shooting some pool, we were watching the game. I mean, the Bears were getting destroyed. Ooh, Rexy. Sexy Rexy. He He had like an allergic reaction to the ball. He had to just keep getting rid of it It and giving it to the Cardinals. It was one of the worst games you think you would ever see. But by the by an offense, by yes, by the grace of the football gods, Devin Hester in that defense, in that defense, pulled that game out, and the Bears won that game. But think about that. You're talking about that game, like that was a once in a lifetime kind of franchise victory. Yes, they just something for an instant classic kind of a joint. Their first half was the worst first half. In over 40 years of football. Nine nine yards. Minus. How? Minus nine yards. Oh, minus nine yards. I thought it was I thought they had a no. total of nine. Oh, wait, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, it was a total, was a total of nine. Total yeah, nine. a total of nine yards. How is that even possible in a professional in over national football? Year, what's what's forty years ago? From from right now? So nineteen eighty? No, no, no. It'll be nine, ninety nine, 79. It's been over that much time to have that bad of a first half. How is it possible? And you have an offensive guru. Listen, uh, all the crews sent out a tweet today. If you ever watch, definitely watch the post game show with our big bro Lawrence Holmes uh, from 670 Score. Also, like I say, on NBC Sports Chicago here in Chicago. Uh, Lawrence Holmes, you have uh, Al- uh, Alex Brown, Lance Briggs, and Olin Cruz, has, who has been a great, great addition to that to that uh he's show. Fanta- fantastic the insight that he brings and you know what i always say man no off- offensive linemen they they're smart they gotta they, they gotta, gotta be so smart they gotta do so much especially a center at center at that great breakdown but today he tweeted out he said man listen that offensive line is terrible i saw that like you can't even put that much on he on mitch. said that he would not have blamed mitch at all for that first half. It yeah. was all on the offensive line. And he put a little emoji saying, I can't believe I'm saying I'm this. I'm saying this because of how bad Mitch Trubisky looked. Yes. But he came out, he said he watched the 22 uh, film and he was like, man, listen, this this is terrible. This is God awful. But that goes back to um, Matt Nagy. So initially he was talking about uh, um, Big Fangio in the defense. Like I said before, man, I guess I'm going to be an apologist. When you're on the field that long and you're playing like that, and then to now have to think, I have to make a play. The defense has to make a play. Beyond that, the defense has to score in order for us to even have a chance at winning. How you? How can you really, really fault them? And, at the, the, and only at, the, thing- at the last part of the game, what happens you have now they put the really the pressures on them. The teeth is grinning. I mean, they're not, not that tight. Man, we have to 
clinch up. We have to do something spectacular in order for the offense to come out now to try to save the game and try to win the game. You know, I'm with you just until that last drive. And this is the only reason why I'm kind of, I would push back just a little. In that broadcast of New England versus Baltimore, Chris Collinsworth kept saying the same thing over and over. They're going to play conservative on offense with the Patriots and let their defense give them a chance to win this game or get back in this game. The defense obviously faltered, couldn't stop Lamar Jackson, but the point was the strategy, the idea was let your elite defense Mm -hmm. finish this thing off or get you really back into it. If the Bears are really going to be an elite defense, a Super yeah. Bowl caliber, like I get it. Akeem Hicks isn't there, and that's yeah. a huge piece. But you yeah. have stars, supposedly, yeah. all over the field, and you can't come up with one third down stop. And it'd be one thing, hey. It was multiple. And if some of them weren't 10-plus yards, like they they yeah. convert a third and 12. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't give that up. Yeah. If you are a Super Bowl elite dominant defense, you had a chance to – at least give that offense one more shot to try to win the ball game. And that's what an elite unit does. Yeah, Alex Brown did make that point. He said, man, listen, you can't worry about anything else. Just worry about what worry about you and do your job. And that last draft, man, they just they 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 failed. You know, they didn't they wasn't able to And just simple stop. stuff, you yeah. know, like they misread the screen to Goddard, mm-hmm. mi- didn't pick up the running back coming out of the backfield on and that I believe third it was and 12. Um, was that the drive when it was a um, a false start? Well, it was a play. the Eagles? No, 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 no. I'm thinking, wasn't it, it a uh, roughing the passer call on that drive? Or maybe it was the one before. I feel like they yeah, got I a, think it was the drive before. Okay, alright. I know they got a penalty, a 15-yard um, 15 yard penalty, but one thing that also jumped and out. You know what? Actually, that might have been the final drive with Nick Williams. I'm not sure, but Nick it, Williams was the one was. that did it. I think it was. It was like so many things that happened on the drive. It just... Everything went bad. They were so great. They was holding off. They was getting three and outs. They were standing tight. You know what I'm saying? Bending but not breaking. But that last drive, man, you know, they kind of fell through. So, man, listen. And, look, and you look, know the other yeah. thing that yeah. just stuck in my craw about that game? What's that? I mean, you're seeing Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Howard just going off. Yeah. And you just sent them just away. Ryan Pace just said, go away. Like, we're talking about cutting Mike Davis for the fourth round pick, comp, uh, compensatory pick, which uh, is something that we should probably talk about a little too. But you decide not to, you know, get rid or you decide to get rid of Jordan Howard. Imagine him and David Montgomery with Tariq Cohen working. Why mm. couldn't you come up? Why wouldn't that be a good running? That's exactly what Philly has with Miles Sanders Jordan Howard, and then their various other backs that they use that have that kind of Tariq Cohen, like Darren Sproles is their other back. Mm -hmm. So they have that Tariq Cohen. Like, it just, it makes no sense to me why Ryan Pace, uh, first of all, wanted to do that so badly, get rid of Jordan Howard. But then when you go up against these guys, you just look so foolish and silly. Like, you're so determined almost to just have a perfect team of guys that you only like that you're not realizing you're just giving away guy like the mindset oh this guy doesn't fit let's get rid of him him. why not get him to stick hey that kind of reminds me of uh one mr uh uh, what was the uh he was the offensive coordinator for hot second and got rid of greg olsen uh mike martz mike martz mike martz yeah yeah greg olsen didn't fit greg olsen is is Man, if you would have stayed healthy, probably would have been a Hall of Famer. I'm not. I don't think I'm going out too far far of a limb because he put up some numbers. Offensive tight end, 
Definitely always there. I could be a little biased because he went to the U. Um, but he was always there. Always there. And to just give him up. And he also was that great security blanket for Jay Cutler. You know what I'm saying? One of the few people that I think they probably like Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, on the team. So. Probably. Yeah. One of the few guys that kind of mesh with him and work with him very well. Uh, I agree with you. I was a fan of Jordan Howard. I liked him. Um I guess it it definitely goes to the part to the part of like, hey man, you know he doesn't fit the system, so we need to move on. But man, listen, everything and anything needs to fit right about now, and what they have going on doesn't fit right now. And there's so many issues with the offense that is just bringing everything down. Dean Davis show, uh, Demonspro, Ryan Bukovsky, no Kenneth Davis this uh, this show, but hey man, it's all good. We have still having some fun breaking down the Chicago Bears. Hit us up on Twitter at. D and Davis show once again it's that D and Davis show um but there's 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 now you're starting to get blowback if you're the Chicago Bears on everything and anything that you're saying right so now uh Matt Nagy is kind of you know saying getting drugged through the mug a little bit because he's talking about oh you know what everything is about positivity we gotta keep everything positive yes that's true you don't want to have things in a negative light. I agree with that. But instead of coming out saying like positive, 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 one thing that I think any CEO or any manager has to do in any industry, when you see your team is not succeeding, it's failing to go that blunt about it, you have to step up and say, hey, this is on me. I have to fix this. You know what? It's not working. I'm the buck stops here if you want to go old school terminology with it or phrase with it. And he's not doing that, Ryan. This is one thing I would want to see from him. Like he'll come out here defend everybody. He defended Panero the week before, you know, the kicking and everything. And and obviously the players are going to defend him, defend him, Matt Nagy or any other teammate, any other teammates. Because they're out there playing with them each week. They might have their own personal thoughts that they don't want to share. Maybe they have like little clicks in the room or clicks in the locker room. Like, yeah, man, this dude is a bum. You know, they might go home and speak to their significant others or family members. Like, man, listen, I don't know what's going on. But in the locker room, especially to the media, they're going to stand up and they're going to stick by their guys. But I think personally, Ryan, it would be good to hear from Nagy to say like, hey, man, listen, I have to figure this out. This is my issue. This is something that I have to fix because he's a head coach. I don't want to keep hearing talking about positivity and watching somebody else's game and we gonna stick together. No, dude, this is a Super Bowl contender team that's three and five right now who's lost four games in a row. I also would love to hear from Ryan Pace explain this as well because I'm with you. It would be great to hear Nagy start giving solutions rather than just idiotic explanations or incoherent explanations for why things are happening. So maybe some solutions, but also I think Ryan Pace, it's BS and cowardly how Mm. he just does not talk at all during the season. Like he should be talking right now and telling us what's going on. I mean, we just watched a game where you're seeing, like I said, Jordan Howard and Alshon Jeffrey going off an organization in the Eagles that have won a Super Bowl and they're building it very similarly. Like you, you've got that Kansas City offense. Mm -hmm. You've got that aggressive defense. And these two teams have done a lot of trades with each other, too. Yeah. 
So it's like, if you're going to be that, if this is kind of the, the class that you're trying to get to, I mean, you got to come down and answer for these debacles. I mean, they looked pathetic in that first. I mean, that's the worst having football in over 40 years. And just because you went to the playoffs one time and lost that suddenly, oh, you have all this cover and all this extra period of grace. And I don't think the family wants to get rid of him. I think they really like him. So I expect Ryan Pace to have his job moving forward. Mm. But he signed that extension when he went with Nagy for yeah, yeah. that few extra years. So he's got to start showing something, you would think. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think I think that um, going into next season is going to be the pressure is definitely going to be there. But it's a different kind of pressure. First, last this offseason, you had the pressure of, man, can they win it all? You was a field goal away. Everybody blamed um, Cody Parkey, and rightfully so. Yes, he was a uh, the, one of the main issues or the main issue why they didn't win that game. Uh, Mitch Trubisky set them up to succeed and win that game, but obviously it didn't work out. So Ryan Pace, so going into this season is going to be a different kind of pressure. It's going to be the pressure. Of, okay, man, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You just had a terrible season, which I'm predicting they probably will. I believe I saw somewhere they have like a 2% chance to make the playoffs. Or maybe 9% chance. It was something like that. It was below double digits to making the playoffs. Playoffs? No, it ain't happening. Playoffs? Playoffs. Um, yeah, you can put that at zero yeah, if you want. Exactly. So now the pressure is, man, I, we got to get back to the playoffs. We got to be respectable. We have to come out and be and not have the opposing defense say, "Hey, we want their quarterback to play quarterback." That is that's probably has to be the most damning quote. Yeah, I mean, you see season. it. You saw it in the game. You've seen it every game. The Eagles play single high safety against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Force you throw that thing down there. Yeah, beat us. Yeah, beat us downfield, and we'll move. But we're gonna take everything underneath, and we're gonna load the box. The one thing I will say, the bright, the lone bright spot is, you saw a little bit more of the play action. But again, in the second half, in the second half, right? It's kind of like. Nagy, I think Montgomery had four carries in the first half. It was terrible, but eventually he ended up with two touchdowns. Off of one, one you gave the first you gave it to Cohen on the goal line. It's like, dude, what are you doing? A cat is smaller than me, and I'm a small dude. You know, so I'm not. A, and every time small, they but run I'm not the, a big guy. Every know? time they run the I formation, positive plays, positive plays, and they don't run it all the time. It's like he sees it, but he's like. No, Amy, I want to go with this. It's like, no, dude, you have to work with you what you have to. You have to work with what you have. Exactly. You, exactly. You have to work with what you have. You have a big guy back there that wants to bruise, who wants to run. Let that young and man you guys run. like him. You traded up for him. Okay, let him be the star of your team this year. Don't worry about Mitch being the star. I wonder if Olin would have changed. I wonder if Olin would have felt the same way. I'm guessing it'd be a different game. If they just like ran the ball 40 times. Just let the offensive line just work 40 times. Like Mitch will probably throw the ball 20 times. You could probably you should probably run the ball 40 times. And, like, and that's with everybody too. Not just with Montgomery, obviously. Use all of them. Use all of them. Throw a little wrinkles in every once in a while. That's something like a little tricky. But for the most part, it's like, hey, listen, man, listen, we're going back to the basics. Yeah. Big boys, as I say all all the time, fat boys up front, fall forward. Just go and let the uh, and let your running back do what he needs to do. And we've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks now. 
if you go with that strategy you just pointed out, laid out for everybody, that makes a ton of sense for this team because they don't have a quarterback that can be explosive downfield. Right. What can you do off that? You can do some play action. Play you action. could do moving pockets. Get him out on the run so that he has half field reads, or he can just take off and pick up some yards. When clearly, if he starts running, that helps him be a little bit better as a player. He gets more confident. It's just like every time there's an opportunity for the Bears to make a smart decision this year, they just aren't doing it. He turtle. He goes back and, to a turtle. He goes back to his shell. And I want to ask you, in that same vein, the Bears not making smart decisions all year seemingly. Mm-hmm. Today is the deadline to cut Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. Today being Tuesday. They have to cut him to get a fourth-round compensatory pick. Ooh. Oh, they're probably going to cut him. Uh, you would think. They, if they don't, I would be... They need I, all the picks they can get. Now. I feel like that that would be just the dumbest move possible. Yeah, just go ahead and release them. But if they don't, what does that say about Ryan Pace? What does that say about the Bears? Because to me, that's a no-brainer decision. Oh, you know what? Because t- you're not even using the dude. You know what that tells me? Somewhere, somewhere in the back of their head, they think they still have a chance. Mm-hmm. And they think that... Because remember, at what point in time, we saw Mike Davis more than we saw uh, David Montgomery. Right. So... If they don't do it, it's kind of like, okay. I think he played three plays on special teams. And that was it. That was On it? Sunday. I don't know. They need all the picks they can get. They don't have a first round pick. The way things are going, that Raiders pick is going to be sweet. Oh, yeah. Sweet. And At least your second rounder will be sweet. Second round will be high, and maybe you can use that uh, to move back into the first round. Like, listen, we're talking about the draft, and they're going into week 10. We're talking about the NFL yeah, my, draft. Yeah, my head is only on the draft when it comes to the Bears. Like, I'm just yes. thinking like, man, I can't wait for the offseason. Hopefully we can get some picks. Yeah, what do, you, what do you do? Who do you move back into the first round to get? You need a quarterback or do you say, hey, I've been saying it for a while. Try to get you a veteran. Try to see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. See and look and evaluate Phillip Rivers. What what can he bring you for one year? I, I don't know. I said it in my post-review piece on We Are Regal Radio about the Bears. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just impossible to think that you can't trade for somebody out there, you can't sign somebody out there, or you can't draft somebody out there that can be a consistent week-to-week guy compared to Mitch. Yeah, It's just impossible to me. Like, it, trade for Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, I don't know how much it's going to cost. Go get him. At least you know he can play week-to-week. You know, if you can, go get Cam Newton. If you yeah. don't want to go after them because they have two high contracts, sign Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater, even though I don't like Case Keenum personally. But right. he's he would at least Mitch. play week to week. Uh, you could at least go, if Nagy's willing to do it, you can go with the strategy of let's play, run the football on great defense, and let Case Keenum just make a few throws as a game manager. And you know what that will show you, too? It will show you what Nagy can do with somebody else because a lot of people think that it is Trubisky. Uh, I think majority of people are probably thinking it's Trubisky and now because the way the season is going, they feel like Nagy's a uh, huge blame too. Mm-hmm. But say you go into next season and uh, you're playing and it's kind of like the same thing even with somebody completely different. You know, say if you go in there, you look at someone, let's say by the grace of the football guys, they end up getting uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And we've seen what Teddy Bridgewater was able to do in New Orleans. I don't think they lost a game with him, right? Right. He went, went. I mean, he went. Uh, he he won every game mm-hmm. that he started while uh, Drew Brees was out. So let's just say he goes. Let's say the Bears get him, and they still look bad. Then it's kind of like, oh, it's Nagy then because this cat is clearly better than Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. 
So I think I think it would. Don't you think that that would just be the case? Because like, if he if how he comes many in throws has Mitch just missed that this offense would look so much better if yeah. it, you just made half of those throws. Listen, I like I said before, me and Cameron going back and forth this entire season saying who's really to blame or who's really who is the light, who should the light be really shine upon if the season doesn't go well? Kenneth's been saying Nagy, I've been saying Trubisky, I said on CLTV Sports Feed last week with Josh Fryman, I think Ken and I are both right. Yeah, but it's damning on both of them right It's now. damning on both of them, but let's just see if Nagy's able to get a guy he can, yeah. he can work with. I gotta have, I gotta let my head coach, offensive guru, at least have a quarterback. Yeah, it, it still comes, listen, it still comes down to players. And he is being idiotic with his play calling and game planning at times. These are very concerning things to keep an eye on down to the road. Because he's, unless something crazy happens, Nagy's going to be here next year yes. as your head coach. Right, right, right. So he's going to get... Like, lose every game the right, rest of the season. Maybe. So. Maybe. Maybe. maybe then. I don't even know if I'd bet on that even. I right. think they're going to give him another year because he took them to the playoffs. They're going to yeah. give him at least Coach of the seasons. year, yeah. Right. Yeah. So... You got to give him at least a quarterback and let him do his thing at that point. Because at least if we knew he had a quarterback, like you just said, mm-hmm. we could just say, could see. you are the fraud, sir. Yeah, yeah. But when, like, if you want to go throw stones at the house of Nagy and across the street is Mitch Trubisky's, like, I don't know if you can just <laughs> sit there. I think you'd probably turn to Trubisky and be like, man, like, what did we, what happened in Green Bay? They fired Mike McCarthy because yeah. they thought he was an idiot uh-huh. after 15 years. Or and he won a Super Bowl. Right. And Aaron Rodgers is the reason. Like, nobody cared about the coach because he had Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like you said, it comes down to players. Down to players. They are the ones. Get him an actual quarterback, and then we could throw blame at him if he does continual idiotic things. But maybe at the same time, too, Mitch Trubisky has, what, he has, uh, I believe, 10 touchdown passes? Oh, let me look that up. I no, I'm sorry. Five. He has five touchdown I, passes. I stopped following the bum. Five total. I think three was in that seven-minute span against Washington and two in garbage time against oh, the Saints. Oh, you sound about right. Oh, five touchdowns. He is good. Here we go right here. Um, 216 attempts, 136 completions. He's thrown for 1,217 yards with five touchdowns. Like, think about that wow. for a second. Let that sink in. He's wow. thrown five through week 10. If you had a quarterback that maybe made a few throws, does this offense, like if they had a quarterback that had 15 touchdowns? Oh, yeah. Are we talking about just yeah. something totally, totally different. different? Totally different. And 15 is not that many no, in, it's not. in week 10. No, it's not. I mean, that's a good year. You're on a good pace, but that's not like you're lighting the league on fire. Five touchdowns with three interceptions. RTG is at 80. All right, so as I like to do, too, um, just go ahead and wrap up this god awful Chicago Bears and this, this segment right here. I do like to go into the schedule and just try to see what's coming up uh, for well, the Bears. Th- so, one of their best opportunities. Yeah, next up is the Detroit Motor City Kittens, also known as the Detroit Lions. They, uh, they'll be in town this upcoming uh, Sunday. Now, that I want to clarify I don't think the Bears are necessarily going to win. I haven't mm-hmm. put too much thought into the game pick yet, but. Looking at their schedule, this is one of the must-wins for this team if they want to actually pick up some oh, victories. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They are going to really struggle for other wins. Absolutely. So this – and also I said, and I said this too. The Bears' defense is so good, they're going to still be in every game. Probably. It might not be – it might be you're down a couple touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, they lost this game by eight points. Right. 
And they were down 19-0. 19-0. they still somehow kept it close the enough. The one thing about Matt Nagy, I'll tell you this much, he don't get blowed out that much. The, yeah. The, 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 the few years he's been, the two years he's been here, I think they only been the blowing out like The defense really helps, though. The when defense you got really helps. A really good defense, but as Absolutely. we talked about, maybe not elite. Maybe not elite. All right, so then you have, they're going out to L.A. against the Rams. I think that's this is going to be a loss. They have the Giants coming into town. That could be a win. So we got two possible wins so Yeah, far. I think they're winning. Uh, Daniel Jones is throwing that thing yeah. all over yeah. the yard. Remember, right though, last year they lost to the Giants because of one Mr. Saquon Barkley. Ran yeah, but Eli Manning, uh, like, he wasn't just getting rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, he couldn't hit a, uh, you know, receiver to save his life, but he wasn't just throwing <laughs> interceptions and fumbling the ball. Like, Daniel Jones has turned into just turnover prone yeah, he's all a of a sudden. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. All right. Then you have Dallas coming into. No, I'm sorry. No. Then you have the Lions. You go up to the Lions. I'm sorry. <sighs> That's going to be the, tough. You go up to the Lions. That's going to be tough. I don't I, think they can win that one. Not on the road. No. I think their best chance against Detroit is this Sunday. Yep. Uh, then you have Dallas coming into town. Nope. No. And Dallas is probably going to end. I mean, Dallas, Dallas can lay an egg. They can. They do, but It's no. a tough NFC East between them and the Eagles. So, you know what? I mean, but listen, no. No, right. The, the Bears had a chance to get the against the Eagles, and that didn't happen. All right. Then you have the Bears going to Green Bay. Good guy. No. This is an interesting one. I'm guessing um, Patrick Mahomes will be back. Yes. All right. I'm, so I'm you have you it. have the Chiefs coming into Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that's going to be an L, and then you have the Bears well, going. That's to not the, even just going to be an L. That's going to be hopefully that game gets flexed out. Because all it's going to be is promos comparing oh, Trubisky right. is, is that a and Sunday Mahomes. night game? Yeah. Ooh, it's a Sunday night game. You need to flex that one out. And flex all all out. the broadcast is going to be, what did the Bears do at yeah. number two? And that, that's yeah. going to be. That's all it is going to be. It's going to be just salt on yeah. an open wound over and over. It's like they got the salt shaker <laughs> grinder. Like at, you go to an Italian place, <laughs> like they have the, the pepper thing. And just go. more and just. All up in it. And then the Bears go up to Minnesota and Minnesota's playing for the division right now. So well, maybe you can get a victory because they already got a, a playoff. Oh, bye. I guess spot. that's possible. Okay, cool. All right. So they have three wins so far. We think it's a possible win with Detroit this upcoming Sunday. We think it's a definitely probably a win for the Giants. After that, maybe one more, and that's and you throwing that, and that's being gracious of you throwing that in for the Vikings. Well, just if they like have a playoff spot and they bench everybody. That's another that's another win. That's only three more wins. That'd be six, six and, and ten. ten. You go from twelve and four to six and ten. I, you know, if the Bears somehow got to eight and eight, I, oh, I might be even miracle. be a little bit impressed by that. Matt would be Nagy. a miracle, right? That would be a miracle. Right. That would mean something. You steal a couple victories, and you definitely win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah, that would be something like, okay, what happened to the offense? Like, what clicked? Right. What happened? Did Matt Nagy stop making? Matt Nagy the, figured something out. Did, or, or did Matt Nagy stop uh, calling the plays? Yeah. Which Whatever is, it is. Which is something that... Or Chuck Pagano more aggressive, blitzing like crazy. Maybe get some turnovers going. Something. Something. I don't know. All right. So that's enough for the Bears, man. We'll see what they do uh, coming up next next week. And I'm sure we'll break it. We know we'll break it down. Definitely. Like, as we always do in Dean Davis style. Uh, coming up next, you know what? We're going to go up for grabs with Ryan Bukovetsky. We're we holding down the fort. Just us two. Okay. Come on back. Dean Davis show. What's up, everybody? It's Cameron Smith from CBS 2 Chicago. You're listening to the D and Davis Show. D and Davis Show. We are back. All right. It's time to go up for grabs with Ryan Bukovsky. Ryan, what you got for us? Right. Well, you know, been pretty consistent on the message with Tua. Um, 
you know, if he can play in the game, it'll be a game time decision. Um, you know, he did practice two days last week. We'll see where he's at today, and then we'll manage the reps accordingly. Uh, and when I say that, we cannot predict. You know, if he goes out there today and he looks good, uh, then his rep count is going to go up, and we'll prepare him as if he's going to have an opportunity to play in the game. If he has a setback during the week, uh, there's, you know, we can't really control that, but that would change the plan. Uh, the way we practice on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you know, both quarterbacks are going to get pretty much the same reps, uh, and that's probably how we'll manage it this week in terms of their preparation. Let's start off with some football talk. Let's keep that train going. And uh, it's going to be a little NFL. I just want to get your uh, prediction for the upcoming game this Thursday between the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders are hosting that game. Um, And then with the second part of my football question, how do you feel about one and two? LSU and Alabama playing this Mm. weekend. It's going to be potentially the, uh, I guess, first big milestone in deciding a playoff, maybe the champion of the year. Yes, yeah. these are probably. Is this is this the SEC championship? No, no, no. no. I'm just that, saying, right? uh, okay. just how these two Titans, because whoever loses this game, if the other goes undefeated, they can't go to the SEC championship because they're in the same division. Oh, that's. Right. So this could be the first of a yeah, no, you're right a about very that. important milestone in the SEC. Oh, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just nowhere near conference time, uh, but it's the conference matchup. Um, and well, a very first, important one. Yeah, very important. Well, I guess I'll start with the college. Um, listen, if LSU is number one, right? That would be something if LSU can take out Bama and. I always bring up this question. Okay, let's say if Bama loses and they can't make it to the SFC championship, does that mean they're going to be out of the playoffs in general? No. You still say no. I think for either team, it's almost like, wasn't it that one year, I'm trying to remember, where team was like out of the championship, but they were just waiting in the wins. Maybe it was Auburn or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was after the Iron Bowl when they Mm -hmm. beat Alabama and Mm -hmm. they didn't get to the, the... SEC championship. championship. No, maybe they did that year. I'm sorry. But whichever one, uh, whatever year I'm thinking of where they kind of just sat out in the weeds right. a little bit and let the two, all these Titans kind of hit each other. And then the championship games played out a couple losses here and there. And suddenly that team's right back, back into the yeah. playoff standing. I mean, you definitely, you definitely need the help. You definitely need the help. That's, that's a given. Um, but I don't know. I like this. I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if it, if it uh, would knock them out per se, but man, to to lose if you're LSU and you able to knock out Bama, well, let me ask you who are your top four teams in college football right now? Because I think you got to have LSU, Alabama, you Ohio have LSU. State, Ohio State, yes, and then it's either Clemson or maybe somebody else, but probably Clemson. So though, I mean, okay, I give I give you the top. Eight right now. Number one is LSU. Number two is Alabama. Number three is Ohio State. Number four is Clemson. Number five is Penn State. Don't forget about Penn State. They may have a great year. This but are year. they one of the four best teams? They're not better than Ohio State. But let's see though. Let's see. Uh, Georgia number six. They had a one loss. Oregon has a one loss, and Utah has a one loss. They're number eight. Oklahoma 
Man, those two, Oklahoma and those two lost from Florida, man. I thought they was going to be able to do something, especially Oklahoma. They feel like they was, they was the highest of, what, number four this year, I believe, in the, in the rankings? Yeah, maybe even higher. It was, it was probably even higher than that. And that one loss, man, it kind of knocked them back. Uh, Jalen Hurts out there doing his thing. Uh, definitely going to be picked up in the first round, probably in the NFL. It wouldn't shock me too much. Um, but, okay, what was your question again? I'm sorry, I just went... Uh, just your overall thoughts of that game, what you kind of think is going to happen oh, yeah, 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 between yeah. them. Um, it's definitely going to be a close one. I believe it's at LSU. No, it's in Bama. Is it in Bama? Is that mm-hmm. Bama? Ooh, okay. All right. Well, the pressure is going to be on LSU definitely to take them out, uh, to to give Alabama that, uh, that loss. Uh, two Big Ten teams are not going to make it in, so Penn State is not going to make it. Georgia has a one loss. But if Georgia... Can mess around and get to the SEC. Can they get to the SEC championship? And can Georgia can, it? yeah. And Georgia can is still, in the right? West. Yeah. Because yeah. right now, I think in the SEC West, they are the front runner because Florida is the other team and they have two losses. I'm bringing up the SEC right now. So Georgia is in the SEC East. Georgia is number one, followed by Florida, which is number two. And then you have Alabama is number one and LSU is number two. So if LSU was able to knock out Alabama, and it's a matchup between LSU and Georgia, Georgia is definitely going to have a chance to say like, hey, we should be in. Yeah, so it they're would, not done. Yeah, they're not done. So like I said before, though, so you got Ohio State and Penn State. Two, yeah, man. I think Clemson's definitely going to get in. They're definitely going to be the AC team that's going to get in. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm no, no. I don't know. I don't know because if Georgia ends up winning and gets to the uh, gets into the SEC championship and say they beat LSU in the SEC championship, but they was able LSU was able to beat Alabama. Why can we not say Alabama will make it in? I'm all. For the shenanigans, I'm all for the mix-up. I'm all for the craziness. We'll see. That's why how uh, this is a really important. It's game a really important because game. there is that chance. There is a slight, it's a slight chance, chance. Yeah, the loser of this game will be left out in the wins. Yep, and all because of this loss this on loss. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you got a winner. Um, since it's at since it's at Alabama, I'm probably Tua might not play. Not for sure. Did he have surgery earlier? He's supposed to come back right after the bye, which would be this game. Be this game, right? But it's not been, I think, fully confirmed yet that he's playing. Well, I would think that uh, Saban want to get his guy out there for this because that's what we what did we just break down? It's a possibility that one of these teams won't make it into the uh, college football uh, playoffs. It's a possibility for that. So I would think they probably want to get Tua out there, but man, do you does Tua want to jeopardize his future to go out there and play against the number one team in the country and possibly maybe even get re-injured again? It's a lot of things, a lot of factors are going into into these decisions, especially with the future of uh say a player. So I don't know. I'm gonna go with Bama though, because it's at home. I'm gonna give them uh, the home favorite. I think I'm going to have to go Bama to being at home. But, man, I want to pick LSU. That's a close one. How about uh, Raiders Chargers? Your game pick. Ooh. Um, Where's this game at? Oakland. Four and four. I would go, four and five. I would go Oakland. I'm telling you, man, I think Oakland has a chance. I don't think they're going to do it. But they might have a chance to at least finish seven and nine this year. I think or this better is, maybe or better. This is going to be if they win this, it'll be they'll be five and four. 
Uh, definitely not going to be. I don't think they're going to be in contention for the AFC West, obviously. But uh, the they could be in contention for a wild card. It could spot. be in contention for a wild card spot. Though. AFC you know, is right. weak. Yeah, it's not the best this year. So, but the, look at this though. The Chiefs are six and three. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are six and three. That Let's was say, a huge oh, victory over yeah, Minnesota. That was. That was. Uh, so say it's, it's going ahead and let's look at um, Oakland being five and four. That's that'd be huge. I'm gonna go with Oakland. I'm going but the Chargers as well. They're four and five. So you know if they can, it can end up being five hundred and being a what like two games behind the Chiefs. Uh, I'm sure I don't, I don't know if they played their entire regular season matchups between uh, the Chiefs. No, just one. Just one, right? So they're still in the two. So the AFC West, because of the injury to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' defense has always been kind of suspect. The division is kind of still up, kind of still up. Every team won last week too. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to go. Though. I'm going to go Chargers. Okay. Ken is going to go Chargers as well. Oh. Got his pick. All right, all right, all right. While he was nursing that foot, <laughs> you know, I keep thinking of the Michael Scott. The Office episode with oh, his well, foot. Which one was that? Remember, he burned his foot on the George Foreman grill. Oh, I don't remember that episode. Oh man, and he's being so dramatic about it, and he wants people <laughs> to like. He virtually compares himself to someone that is handicapped, disabled, can't use their legs, as being in the same boat because of his injury, where did, he just burned his foot a little. Did The Office get pulled from Netflix yet? No, that's like next year or two years. Okay. It's by 2021, I think. Okay, because I know uh, NBC has their streaming service as well. Last week, we talked about all the streaming services. It's getting close to Disney Plus, the ESPN Plus. Mm, You're ready for that. I am ready for that. Let's move over to baseball. I think it's it's a really interesting thing. It's not easy to manage guys you played with and you were Mm. very popular with. But when David makes up his mind to do something and he... He can really be single-minded and very determined about it. I mean, he understands pitching very well, the relationship between catchers and pitchers and everything that he was so good at. But even like somebody said in front of his said to me, I mean, when he was on Dancing with the Stars, he went, well, I'm just going to be really good. I'm going to enjoy it and be great at it. <laughs> and I think as difficult as it is today to manage, I think he will make the full, he'll really, he'll grab it. And I, I think that he, he'll work very well with all the staff that the Cubs have to back up the manager with, with, with analytics and game plans. And wanted to get your thoughts on who you think maybe had the best hire, or which hire do you like the most out of the new managers mm. coming into baseball? All right, so you have Joe Madden going back to his roots with the uh, Anaheim of Los Angeles of California of the Earth uh, Angels. Uh, David Ross is a new a new skipper for the for the Cubs. Uh, Joe Girardi taking over for the Philadelphia. Phillies, uh, Jace Tingler is taking over in San Diego. Don't know what's going on with Boost Bochi and the big head, big Boost Bochi and his replacement. Nobody from San Francisco right now. Uh, Mike Matheny. All yep. right. Uh, that may, that's ex, a total rot. Yeah, the ex Cardinal skipper uh, was going He's to like KC. Ned Yost. It, it's Ned Yost 2.0. 2.0. All right. Nobody yet for the um, Pirates. No uh, replacement there. And this one that kind of shocked me. I didn't see this coming at all. Please let me know if I am uh, lost when this one. Was Carlos Beltran, was he like an assistant somewhere? Was he a bench coach somewhere? No, so he's he, not. So this is what this is what's interesting about baseball right now. I think all he did. Yeah, what did he do? He either worked, he worked in the front office for either the Astros or the Dodgers. Oh, that's right. I think he, was he did a work special in the front office. I think he did work in the front office. But no I coaching. Think, yeah, I think, you know what? 
I think you might be right about that. I think you might be right about that. Listen, one thing about baseball, and it kind of almost goes to maybe basketball might be the outlier. It might be the outlier. I don't like... Bert, oh, it was the Yankees. The they Yankees. hired Beltran as a special advisor to the GM. Okay, there you go. Uh, but still, this is to my point. I don't like managers that has never managed before. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I want somebody seems who seems to be the new trend. Yeah, I want somebody who has, you know, worked his way through the system, kind of. Ran a minor Joe Girardi. Team? Sorry, did you mention Joe Girardi with yeah. the Phillies? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Girardi. Yeah, he's uh, taking over for Kapler in Philadelphia. Wasn't wasn't Kapler? No, Kapler. I think was a minor league coach. He was on somebody's staff, I believe, before he became the skipper out in Philadelphia. If he I'm not mistaken, been. if I'm not mistaken, I think he was. Um, but I don't I don't like the whole thing about not coaching anywhere and then getting a a head coach or well, a managed position in baseball because this is the thing. We said it before with the with the, uh, with the Bears and Nagy when it comes down to Trubisky and the players. It still comes down to the players. The players have to be able to go out there and do their job and win. But the one thing about baseball is that you have managers who can lose you games by the bullpen mm-hmm. or from the bullpen. Because if you don't know how to work your bullpen, <clears throat> excuse me, know how to work your bullpen and know when to bring in guys it could be very detrimental to your team yeah i think that's not where, knowing how to work a bullpen i think that's where a manager has his most control over helping a team yes. win or lose yes. is his bullpen management bringing in the bullpen for the matchups or not bringing in guys for the ooh, matchups ooh, i forget that i'm blanking right now the manager for the astros how you were talking about how they bring aj hinch bring, hitch then bring in uh gary cole mm-hmm just, yeah. This left him in Couldn't the bullpen. Couldn't believe that. Couldn't believe I, it. Especially top of the ninth where there was one out. Yeah. I know it's 4-2, but you can't you can't go down another run. This cat might It's not, game seven. This dude might not be here next. You can maybe get two. You're not going to get four, though, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's a big difference between two being down two and four. Right. Even though Granky was cruising and Granky was pitching, like he had a few eight-pitch innings, yes. But you have Gary Cole sitting in the bullpen. I'm with in, you again. Yeah, you have Gary Cole sitting in the bullpen. So if you're going to go out and take Granky out of that game, why? I get Will Harris. He was great. Yeah, he but like, he gave it up, though. But like I said, that's when, that's when, that's when people start to second-guess the manager. It's kind of like, okay, dude, you have this guy who probably was player that probably won't be here next year and who has been a stud since he's been playing for you and you don't play him in a game seven of a world series there is no tomorrow That's <laughs> and then it. look at uh, joe madden who throws out chapman when he's up 10 runs in game six and then yeah. he gives up the home run in game seven <laughs> exactly so you have so the bullpen man a manager can really burn a season up you know, if you don't know how to manage a bullpen, man, that's it's iffy. So I'm always kind of leery about guys who hasn't done it. Now, who I think probably made the most, the best move. <sighs> see, I, I, I'm interested to see what uh, what Joe Man is able to do with that Angels team. Now you're going to be managing the best player, best generational player. It might you got money to spend too. You got money to spend, and you have an owner who is willing to spend that who money. Who wants to win now? Who it wants seems to like. win? Yes. Who wants to win? That's a really good one. It's a good. It's a good position to be in. It's almost kind of like mm, being with the Cubs again. Kind of. You know yeah. 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 You have a great. You have a great uh, player. You have a pretty good team. 
Uh, I can't remember. A couple remember. moves, and they could they could, they could really be right back. Be right there. Yeah, they could be right back. And in you it. got Mike Trout, who's gonna be Mike Trout. Let me you see. You got Shohei Otani. Definitely. I'm trying to see what did the Angels finish last year? They finished 72 you don't and 90. See it. <laughs> Woo. You don't want to see it. Mercy. I remember they shut down Mike Trout way early. They sure did. They didn't need you to get hurt. You go hang out in Philadelphia, go to the Eagles games. Yeah. Why don't you uh, hang out with them? So 72 wins. Can you turn it around? Can you at least try to get a maybe? uh, And that's we talked about that with the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, You know, winning that much extra games. That's hard to do. do. It's hard to do, especially in the AOC, AO West, where you have the uh, Astros won 107. And you have the Oakland. Yeah. Oakland's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. How many years have we seen that uh, GM? I'm blanking on him right now. Uh, Billy Bean? Yeah. How many times has he put together yeah. a squad yeah. that can really fight who's for a playoff spot? Yeah, who's competitive is going to, and who's going to be there uh, at the end of it. So, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's David Ross. I, I, I wanted the Cubs to get Joe Girardi because he's won, he's done it, and I don't like the fact that it's this guy who was on Dance with the Stars a few months ago. And now he's managing your team. Now, great thing about it, he's a catcher, and for all purposes all reports he's a very smart guy mm-hmm. so I, and obviously they know him and and the players know him but oh i don't know because i don't think none of these teams really are going to be in the going to be in the running <sighs> see i like i like the joe girardi that's i was going to go with joe girardi with philadelphia but i don't know if philadelphia is going to make the playoffs I think they have a shot though, because I, that Braves team is really, really good for sure. I mean, Madden, Madden and uh, and Girardi would be my top two for the new hires. I Madden like, and Girardi. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm with you, kind of. I don't like the new young manager. I'm not as opposed, I guess, to it as maybe mm-hmm. you are, but I get the fear, especially when it comes to like Cubs and David Ross. I mean. Like you said, you just don't know how these guys are going to react in right. games. And when they start doing silly things and they start doing that consistently, you they suddenly, start to get questioned. Right. And then you start looking back like, man, Joe Madden would have been great to have here right now. I hope, at least for the Cubs' sake, that they have a great support, a, a great coaching staff is going to be with David Ross. Right. And so when you look at Girardi and then you look at Madden, they can just go into whatever yeah. situation. They're going to handle the Got managerial rings duties. And names. Got rings in the name. And, they, and and guys would probably want to come. Who doesn't want to go and coach out in Los Angeles? I mean, Anaheim. My God. Get Philadelphia. You got Bryce Harper. They finished, they finished 500. They got, they 81 81. team. That Phillies yeah. squad has some real talent. Like And an owner who wants to win as well. Yeah. Gabe Kapler. Oh, by the way, did not only coaching experience was in uh, – the Israeli national team. Oh wow! He was player uh, director of player development at the Dodgers. Okay, but that uh, only coaching he had was the national, but or the Israeli national team. But Kapler, you know, he uh, he just seemingly made too many weird decisions, and that team just fell short. Mm-hmm. And you know, when the Cubs are kind of fighting for that playoff spot, they had. Uh, or maybe not fighting for a playoff spot quite yet, but it was in that run where, hey, we got to start winning some games. It's starting to get important. Right. And then they had that Phillies series where they basically got swept in it, and I think it was four games. You saw the talent on display that what the Phillies have. Yeah, yeah. Joe Girardi had one, a one-year sit with the Florida Marlins, had one year off, and then went and coached with the New York Yankees. 
Uh, he also was a coach in with the Yankees in 05. So with Yankees in 05, he's just like kind of like a bench coach probably. Uh, with the Yankees, went to Florida for one year, didn't work out, then went back to the Yankees in, from 08 to 2017, and they got a World Series championship out of that. So I would have personally, if I was um, Theo and the guys and the ownership, the Ricketts, I would have went out to Joe Girardi, but you know, we'll see with their, with their guy. This is their guy. David Ross is their dude. Let's see what happens. But I'm with you. I think I'm going to roll with uh, Girardi with Philadelphia. Who do you think is the second best team so far in the West? Who's showing that? I think it's the Lakers. I mean, they still got a lot more upside once Rondo comes back, Kuzma. I mean, Anthony Davis has been great. We know what LeBron can do. You know, LeBron, he doesn't have to carry a big load because of Anthony Davis. He can kind of coast through the season and be ready for the playoffs. But this guy's been dominant. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Anthony Davis, I think this is the, the second best team in the West. No... Houston has been good. Utah's been good. But hands down, they got the two superstars you need that can take you to the finals. The Lakers do. Let's move over to my last question, and we'll go to the hardwood of the NBA. And I wanted to get your thoughts because we have been delighted with some terrific basketball games early Mm -hmm. in the season. Mm -hmm. Probably the two highlights involved the Lakers with the Lakers Clippers opening night and then the Lakers Mavericks OT. Yes. And uh, looking at the West, it's looking extremely packed uh, per our thoughts. And a lot of changes have already happened with a lot of injuries and just movement of teams, maybe surprising or not. So I want to get your thoughts specifically on the Western Conference. What What has kind of caught your attention or what have some of your early takeaways? I know it's early, but two teams... I don't know what's going on in Washington. Not Washington, I'm sorry. Uh, Houston, their shooting percentage is terrible. They're, if you want to say, they're they're the eighth seed. I'm doing quotes, everybody, air quotes. Uh, they're sitting right now at four and three. Uh, Utah is right behind them with four and three as well. Then Portland's in three and four. Uh, those are probably going to be the teams that are probably going to make the playoffs. I don't see Oklahoma City, Golden State, Sacramento, Memphis. Memphis only got one win, and New Orleans is going to be god awful this year. Um, By the way, the East only has five teams with four wins or more. The West has over nine. Yeah. Or has nine, I'm has sorry. Has nine. Has nine. Um, Phoenix right now is playing very well. They're five and two. One of the early darling surprises. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would like to see if they're Monty a- Williams, huh? Monty Williams is a good coach. He's a good coach. Go figure. Yeah. Go get a good coach with a young roster. Young roster, And right. maybe that will help develop those players there you go phoenix is doing very well was able to beat philadelphia uh this past monday uh so that's a good win for them right there they're five and two right now that clipper squad man the Cl- they look right Dave clippers are five and two and then you have dallas i like dallas man luca is doing his i like luca when you have a great head coach and an obvious number one on Mm -hmm. a championship team and an obvious number two on a championship team it's like dang the rest is so easy to figure out then you have some good veterans this this uh, seth curry not saying he's anything special but that's hey he played well in that playoffs yes he did for the trailblazers uh you have a uh, tim hardaway jr you have a courtney lee who's been around a block a few times, like JJ Barrera, he's been around a block a and few And you gotta kind of forget the names a little bit because Rick Carlisle knows how to really you work with pieces yeah. and yeah. just find a way to make them work. Remember when the Mavericks won that title against the Heat? 
Mm-hmm. It was like Berea going off. It was a little bit of this. Tyson Chandler scoring a yeah. little in the paint. It's yeah. all these little contributions that everything tied together was this great team. Yeah, Derek. Uh, Rick Carlisle is he's a damn good coach. He knows how to work with what he has. Luca is an absolute stud. How about yeah. the Kitty Wolves, Minnesota? Now you know what. I want to see if that holds up because I, I I mean Ryan Saunders I mean the son of Flip Saunders he's he's it's a great story the team. it's a great story I I don't know I just don't but don't will it be it. storybook yeah I don't think so nobody's like really hopping out on his team like that in my personal opinion of course you got Wiggins of course you got uh Cat uh Jeff Teague is up there veteran point guard leadership yeah that's there but I just don't know if that's going to be able to hold up. I really don't. I really don't. I, it wouldn't shock me if they finished like 10th. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm like I said, we got Portland, we got Utah, who are definitely going to be playoff teams. You're going to have somebody who's looking good right now. It's going to fall out. That's going to be Minnesota. It's probably going to be Phoenix, too. I think they're just hot right now. They're looking good right now. That's a very young team. Unless Monty has really gotten that thing Man, going. Do you know how much of a swing that'll be? For Phoenix to turn around and make the playoffs. And I don't even necessarily mean playoffs, but, you know, if they're 9 or 10, that's a huge, that's a huge jump for them. See, they have been living in the bottom of the West. They are where you think Sacramento would be. Speaking of, they have had a disappointing start. Two and five. I think three teams really have surprised me. Portland, they just lost to Golden State, too, the other day. Yeah. And they haven't played very well. Utah has kind of looked okay, but I think those are two teams they will figure it out. I I'm, I I think you're right. I'm just curious to see how it's going to work a little bit because I did have doubts about Utah, even though I think their overall team could be really impressive and they mm-hmm. could be a real threat. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is a one, and I don't know if they have enough. Really? I mean, I think he's right about there, but mm. I have to see him kind of win a little bit more. Mm. Okay, all right. Because you know, they've been in the playoffs every year. Did, like, would you say he's the same level as like a Luka Doncic? No, not right now. No, like no. to me, that's where I'm looking at. Like, Luka no. is just this bona fide one being this he's that young. Dude, he's that. Like, let me say something. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is a he is a stud. He's a great player. He is. I'm a not stud. trying to yeah. bring any hate on Donovan Mitchell right now. But Luka, right now, I'm just talking right now. That kid is unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. do you think Mitchell could carry them? To the oh, finals, what? no, no. I, don't I just think don't they think he's. Playoffs. I think I think Utah is a second round team. Well, depending on and depending on the season go. Let's say let's say team. you take away the Lakers and the Clippers. Okay, okay. could they get to the finals? Yes, I think. Mm, yeah, yeah, they could. They could. They could. Yeah, I think so. I think it would probably be between. It's probably them and Denver are the next tier, the, the number three and number four seeds um, and how in about, the West. How about Pop? Just keeps winning. Yeah. Yeah, Sacramento. I mean, San Antonio's always there. They're going to be, like, fighting for a playoff spot. They might be an eighth seed again. They're going to be a tough out in the first round. But like I said before, you have guys that are veterans. Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you have guys who have who have been around the block a few times. Uh, Patty Mills. Uh, they they know how to win, and Pop knows how to coach. Marco Bellinelli. You know, those five guys right there, man. With a, with a coach like Pop, 
yeah, they could probably make the playoffs. They'll probably be an eighth seed again. They'll probably be an eighth or seventh seed. They don't have that true stud of a guy anymore. Uh, I don't know how much longer we're gonna we wanna keep saying this because I don't know how much longer Pop is gonna be coaching. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be the the biggest question. Ken made a really good point though about that with well, his what? wife passing. Maybe this is a way for him to kind of like deal with that. I'll in let, a sense. Yeah, but Pop ain't young though either though. Yeah, he's not young. I mean, but work, be working, working, stay, keep working, and keep doing what you love to do. It keeps you alive. It, it that's without having a significant other that's there that kind of keeps you going. Your work kind of keeps you going too. It's not like he's like you know saying the coal mines or you know saying building the building doing construction. He's coaching basketball, right? So uh, it's they can get him a special chair. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but nah, man, look at San, San Antonio; they're going to be right there too. So, man, listen, the West is going to be fun. We talked about this a while ago. For the past twenty years, the West has been fun. Uh, Come on, East. The East, I if it is if it wasn't for LeBron James, man, I don't know what this would have been. Ooh, yeah. Could you imagine if LeBron James would have landed west? on a team in the West? Wow. Like if Cleveland went Carmelo Anthony number one? Right. That, right. That would to, be crazy. Think about that. I'm trying to think. Who was it? It was Detroit. It was Cleveland. And it was Cleveland, Detroit, and then Denver. Denver. Right. So imagine, yeah, if LeBron would have ended up in Denver. And you, I mean, he probably still would have left because it's freaking Denver. Uh, he but, just would have been a Laker faster. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. He probably was like, you know what? Instead of going east, I'm going to go west. Well, he might have came back. He might have been one of those. Yeah. Unlike Anthony Davis. Right. I'm going to go back to my hometown. All right. That's up for grabs. But you know what? Come on back and wrap up this show. D and Davis Show. What's up, Chicago? This is Chris Sosa from Red Eye, and you're listening to the D and Davis Show. If you can do it again, would you bring the starters back a little sooner? Nope. Why is that? Because I'm going to develop this bench. I'm going to develop this team. I got, I got, I got 15 guys to develop, and uh, I'm going to play them in those moments, and they're going to learn how to play winning basketball. I'm not going to. I've never, I've never yanked guys. I've never done that. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So we're going to develop that second group, and we're going to have a bench here in Chicago, and I'm going to keep coaching it. D and Davis show lag segment. Uh, thanks for Ryan for uh, just doing everything that he does. No Ken tonight. It's all good though. We holding down the fort. For, Swollen foot for Davis holding down the fort for the Davis. All right. So what we talked about the Bears. Oh my God. Look MLB. Uh, look college basketball. So you know what's little college football. Little college football. Yeah. You know what? Let's go ahead and uh, kind of end it. With a little NBA. All right. What more NBA, I should say? Uh, more, bring it back, uh, yeah, bring it back local here. Chicago insensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we're recording right now, the Lakers are taking on the Bulls. And it's not so much of, you know, saying this matchup. I mean, you think the Lakers can pull it off. Uh, but, the, but the Bulls defense, you just don't know because the Bulls defense is hot garbage. But uh, looking at the Lakers coming in five and one, and the Bulls are two and five. I think the worst thing right now, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, is at least for me, is just their woeful defense. As I said before, to kick off this kick off the season, they're going to be able to score. I don't think that's going to be that much of a problem, but. My God, their defense is hot garbage, as mm-hmm. I already said. And they will definitely give up 
big leads as we as we have already seen so far this season. Well, it's just pathetic too because it's like an effort thing. And All you heart. got Jim Boylan, Jim Boylan calling out their efforts, saying they're not being NBA players by their readiness and prepared level. They got to step that. I mean, this is like basketball 101 stuff. We kind of talked about this on the flip just mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. with Chris here. It's like we're talking about so many just like, hey, if we come up and trap the pick and roll and the guy rolls out, we need to have Markkanen or Carter sh- slide over. But Markkanen never slides over. Right. It's like these simple, simple reads and simple things like being prepared, actually having your game plan ready for this game, having your body ready so that you have enough effort and energy. And the Bulls, you know, they if we're going down to like – it's like when you build a contender, it's like building a house, I feel like. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to like readjust the foundation. Mm. We're not even getting to the structures. Mm. We're not even getting to the wood where you're like, oh, wow, look, there's a house going to be there. It's like <laughs> we're at the point where there's some concrete in the ground. They're like, are they starting a quarry or what right. is that? What's going on? And this is supposed to be the soft part of the schedule they got the easiest schedule because of the all-star game my god right to try to make sure that they have a con a, co- a competing team by time the all-star break valentine day weekend all right oh uh, that week is going to be here in chicago the all-star game is back here in chicago first since like 1987 88 87 88 i believe um michael jordan won a dunk contest here uh, that's why I say I definitely think Zach Levine is going to make the, the all-star teams just to have somebody from Chicago represent the city. But you this think is, he's going back to the dunk contest, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna, listen, they're going to make sure this team is terrible. They're going to make sure they have a lot of Bulls players out there representing them in some kind of way. You got Cody White, who's going to be in the rookie uh, sophomore game. They, they, they still do rookie sophomore? Yeah. It was, okay, it's right. like it's like Team USA. Yeah, yeah Team yeah. World and Team USA. USA, USA. So he's definitely going to be doing that, right? Somebody's probably going to be doing a skills challenge. Somebody's going to be out there with Scottie Ooh, Pippen. Who's going to do the skills? I don't know. Somebody's going to be out there with Scottie Pippen and a Chicago Sky player doing the... That doing the, for sure, yeah. Doing the, uh, the what is the layup, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. free throw, the half-court shot. That's definitely going to be something. Somebody's going to be there. They're going to try to make sure the Bulls, some way, somehow, is highly representative. Laurie Markkinen three-point contest. Laurie Markkinen might be If he can shoot a three. Yeah. He'll probably probably put him in there. Like, listen, kid, you're going to do something. They'll put somebody. You're going to do something this weekend. Otto Porter. Somebody. Actually, no. I think you got to get Markkinen. (laughs) No, you have to get Markkinen. Who's who's jumping for joy for Otto Porter? You know what? Honestly, it wouldn't even shock me. He probably couldn't. I don't think he'd do both. Zach Levine could probably be in the three-point contest if he doesn't do dunk contest, but he's going to do the dunk yeah. contest. You know, Kobe White could be in the three-point, maybe. Kobe White could be in the three-point contest? Yeah. They're going to make sure their asses are working. You're going to be working Good. this weekend. Good. You, know what? you ain't going to be doing nothing when it comes down to the springtime. You're going to be at home with everybody else watching the playoffs. All right? You're not going to make it. Uh, but this is supposed to be the soft part of their schedule. So they're coming in right now, two and five, and it was some games that was they had leads in, and they wasn't able to do what they needed to do. So I don't know where this team is going to go. I don't know the direction of this team. People are always talking about, man, is it time to move on from Zach Levine? Is it time to move on from Laurie Marketing? I think you have to really consider. Yeah, those do you, two. You, you can't move Chris Dunn for a bag of balls. Uh, talking about basketballs here? You know, but I think his value is going up a little bit. Who, Chris Dunn? I don't know if he can really get much, but he's showing that he can be a backup point guard. Yeah, and that, but you know why, Ryan? Because that's who he is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
but he might be actually pretty good at it with his defensive pressure that he can do one-on-one and he's pretty good in team defense too Mm -hmm. he's one of their few good defenders right right no i know i agree with you i agree with you but it's, it's it's just so many questions that you now have so many so many questions the defense is terrible they just do dumb things on the field i mean on the court i i don't know what's going on with them got some breaking news here oh what we got what we got we got the college football first ranking all right what we got here i'm gonna give you the top six starting from six all the way up to one so these are five and six of teams that possibly have a shot to get in number six georgia Mm, as we said before definitely with the sec they have a chance to win the sec so yes i see that in a little bit of a surprise penn state Clemson, number five. Really? Yeah. Clemson is your number five team right now. Wait a minute. Strength of schedule being the big determiner here because they haven't played nobody. That's why the committee is giving Penn State the edge there because they're number four. Penn State is your number four. Okay, okay. All right, let's see. Well, if you're a big if you're a fan of Big Ten and SEC, you're gonna be happy with this top four. Number three is Alabama. Um, okay, okay. Number two, LSU. Number one, Ohio Wait State. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ohio State is number one. In the one? first official playoff rankings to come out, Ohio State is your number one. I don't see that at all. I mean, I, I, can, I can see that, to be honest. I, they, I, I know they haven't played really anybody, but they are really good. Like they are, Chase Young is probably the best player in college football. Wow. That dude might be better than Nick or Joey Bosa. Mm. Justin Fields. I yeah, mean, that dude, he can maybe start flirting with Heisman if he puts on some monster games. I mean, they're really good, D. Is, they are really, they can beat anybody, I think. Is this the second year without Urban Meyer or the first year without Urban Meyer? Well, last year they had Urban, but not for the first few games, and it was that the suspension or something, right? Did he get not suspension? No, he's he a just, health thing. Yeah, or something? it was, was something fishy that was going on with him, though. And he, he was just, yeah, just it was because he had that wide receiver that had the domestic abuse, and yeah, he brought him here, and they were cool. hiding in all this yeah. BS, and okay. and he was lying about everything because he's yeah. an idiot liar. And uh, <laughs> then you had uh, the uh, head coach now, Ryan Day. Ryan he Day Ryan was Day. the first. Uh, he coached the first four games without Urban Meyer last mm-hmm. year. Urban takes over, right. but he That's was right. going to be the successor. He takes over, and he has done phenomenal. You know, hell of a job. Hell of a job. Phenomenal. Ohio State number one. All right, so is there a chance Ohio State will drop a game the rest of the season? Let's look at the schedule. I mean, you know what? We, got, we, we definitely want to talk about the uh, the Bulls. They can beat it. Uh, they have <laughs> Maryland coming up, Rutgers. Check this out, though. Hit me. They play Penn State. Yeah, that's the one. It's going to be at home, though. But there you Sucks go. Sucks for Penn State. And then you have Michigan to end the season. So you think, so you take Ohio State over Penn State? Yeah, definitely if it's at home. I think Penn State could only beat Ohio State at Happy Valley. Mm. I don't think they can beat them in the horseshoe. Okay. This, I mean, Penn State's a good, solid team, but. This is Alabama Big Ten. And they're both in the same division, too. So let's just say there's an upset and Penn State wins. And Penn State is number four right now, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken here, please correct me if I'm wrong, because, I mean, I'm, I'm into college football, but I've 
my team sucks. Miami Hurricanes, they, they stink right now. The Big Ten, they, the Big Ten has a championship game, right? Oh yeah, they do. Okay, all right, okay. So Minnesota's leading the West right now by a long shot. The next team is Iowa, and they're well, not long shot, but they're going to win it. They're going to win the West. So here we go again. Penn State beats Ohio State. Let's say Penn State wins the Big uh, the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Georgia wins the SEC. Does that mean that Ohio State is out? See, what the, the reason why I keep bringing this up, I want the conference championships to mean something. Mm-hmm. I want teams that made it to the championship and who won the championship and some teams that, hey, listen, so sad for you if you're in the same division as the team as the as the, the as the champion team. So sad, too bad. I want the I want the lead championship, the lead champions to mean something. So that's why I always bring it up, which I don't think I'm gonna be right about this. But like, okay, let's say Penn State wins and they win a the championship, the Big Ten championship, and then Georgia wins the SEC championship. I think that'll mean that Ohio State shouldn't be in the playoff. That's just me. It's though. possible. But see, this is where the committee has. That's, see, see, I don't that's like why Penn State is number four right now. The strength of schedule easily favors Penn State over Clemson. But when you look at the overall talent and what Clemson has done, especially with Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, you're thinking Clemson's a better team than Penn State. So that's why I said earlier, LSU, Alabama, the loser, mm-hmm. they're not out. No. If they look like one of the best four teams, you can make up any excuse to get those in there with a committee. If you had BCS national rankings and all this stuff, there would be a technicality yeah. where a team would have to fall because they'd have too many losses in the points column or whatever with their calculations. So uh, I, I, I think Ohio State is going to be in the playoffs. I'd be very surprised if they don't because they are, to me, one of the best teams. Yeah. And you're going to have two guys fighting for that Heisman, I think, there with Ohio State and Justin Fields and uh, Chase Young. Wow. Wow. Well, this is going to be interesting. Listen, man, when I was like deep, deep, deep in um, college college football, I even think I wrote, ooh, this is a throwback right here. I think I wrote an article for wearewegregal.com about, oh, did I write something saying, or maybe I tweeted it out. I'm not for sure. Talking about this is before college football had a playoff. And I was like, man, listen, if college football had a playoff, it would be bigger than Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa wrapped into one, <laughs> you know. And this is when college football—I mean, obviously still at its peak. But um, listen, man, college football, especially with the playoffs, is, is just fabulous. Uh, I, I do agree. think eventually it's going to get expanded out. It's probably going to be—it's probably going to be eight teams. I think it, maybe it could, probably six, it maybe two do. teams get a bye, come some, some kind of way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like that though. I, I just want—I just want to make sure that they. Um, I just want to make sure they. Just involve really making me something when you lead when you win or lose your lead championship. That's just me. Uh, wanted to point out a couple other things with the rankings. So at seven was Oregon, eight was Utah, number nine Oklahoma, and ten Florida. Mm. Oklahoma is the top Big Twelve team at number nine. Nine. Number nine. I mean, well, they I mean, are going to really have to climb because we talked about you know when Georgia lost, are mm-hmm. they done? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma had a similar type loss, losing to Kansas State. They did. They did. Are they done now? Because, look, they don't have the SEC quality teams to boost themselves back up like Georgia does. No, they definitely don't have that. 
They definitely don't have that. Um, they would have to go on a, on a streak, but... Are they already beat Texas? Yeah, they, I, I don't see that streak happening. I mean, they're going to be in a bowl game. They're going to be in, I don't know. They might be in a high bowl game. They're going to need a lot of teams to lose yeah, to get into those playoffs. Gonna happen. No, no, no. It's too many teams. Where's Oregon again? Number seven. That's your highest Pac-12 team, too. And that's another thing, too, that we should maybe mention. USC and Florida State, two of these blue blood programs, they're going to have head coaching vacancies at the end of this year. Yeah. Those are going to be two prime spots. And I saw a rumor or a report that USC is going to go balls to the walls, excuse the phrase, for Urban Meyer. USC? I could see that. And that seems like a no-brainer. Because you know Urban Meyer's coming I wonder why he wouldn't want to go back down to Florida. Too many bad memories? Uh, I mean, he won a championship down there. I don't know. He just kind of seems like he does this. Like, he always has some drama. He has to leave and then come back somewhere else to try to prove something. Mm. I don't know. That's just me. Listen, that'd be something. You could win a national championship in Florida. You turn around and get it. They got one in Ohio. You got one in Ohio State. And then to bring back USC. Man, I wish he had some rumors of him going to Miami. That would be nice. (laughs) He's not going to the U? God, my poor Hurricanes. And, uh, you know, the other thing, too. How about that? Two Big Ten, two SEC right now. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. What is that held up? Could you imagine that? Well. Three of the five power conferences completely not not represented by the playoffs. No Big 12. ACC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like you said, though, man, the way Ohio State has been playing, you just gave them all the kudos, all the bouquets, man. That's definitely somebody that, you know, uh, uh, definitely a team is going to be there. I mean, and, and, and like I said, too, when you have Penn State, when you have, when you have a clear-cut favorite like that, and then you have someone like a Penn State who's not, who's also undefeated, and they have a, a great sort of tradition, and the schedule is great, they're going to be there. And you know what would be cool, too, if the playoffs start today? It would be Ohio State versus Penn State, LSU, and Alabama. You know what? Let me put a prediction out there. It wouldn't shock me if that ends up happening because I don't Ooh, know. baby. I, I don't know. I don't know if they will. I don't know. Because they play each other, both of them. They do. They do. Because I don't know if just storyline. I'm still looking for storyline be because cool. my team is, is not good this year. Miami I think that Hurricane. would be in line with my attitude, to be honest. Hmm. Okay. Okay. With our chaos-driven Yeah, why want. not? Why not? I think you should keep it like that. You should definitely keep it like that. Keep making sure that it... Well, I don't know if they have... They, well, they kind of have the power to set them up the way you want to set up. But you have the two Big Ten teams go against I mean, each other, and then you have the two SECs, and then you just see. Can the Big Ten... I mean, those are the two best Keep up with the SEC. And that's always been kind of the question. Ohio State is the only team that's been kind of given like, yeah, yeah they're the one team yeah. who, keep, who can keep up they with the SEC. They beat Alabama. They beat Alabama. Can they keep up? Can they keep up? Can the Big Ten keep up with the SEC? And that's the biggest that's, question. And those are the two best conferences, right? I mean, we don't really think Oregon can beat any of these teams. No, not no, not not no. I no. mean, obviously the ACC does have Clemson, but they the, obviously they have nothing else. No. And then you have nothing really in the Big Twelve. I mean. Yeah, Oklahoma could maybe win against one of these teams, but you lost to Kansas, lost State. Kansas State. You just you can't you can't have that loss. If you lose to like Texas, okay, but you can't lose to Kansas State. Yeah, you get yeah. Oklahoma had to have a lot of help, a lot of help. 
All right, so that oh, that was fun. A little college football talk with the playoffs coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, so uh, Ryan is was uh, Ryan has been very excited about this. What was uh, coming up soon, and it's finally here. And uh, sad last to say, Sunday, that's sad, sad to say, somebody perished in this uh, ordeal. Oh, yeah. The Popeyes chicken. You have to chicken, take us a turn there. Yeah, I did. The Popeyes chicken sandwich is back now. I. Stop eating. Well, only meat that I eat, if you, yeah, only meat that I eat is fish. I'm a pescatarian, as they call it. I'm a fish only diet, so I don't eat chicken anymore. But Ryan is like, oh man, I'm back. <laughs> I'm ready. Where is the chicken? So, Ryan, mm. so how was it back? To, how, how it was, was great. It, to be back? it was great. It tasted just as great as last time. Okay. That damn thing. <laughs> I don't know what they, I mean, they probably put enough salt in there to kill an elephant. It is salty. I mean, but it tastes good can, though. Oh yeah, it tastes you good. have those pickles with that sauce. Mm. See, I think we talked about this the first time. I didn't do extra sauce. I think you have to do extra sauce. Really? It's like a is it a mayo? Yeah, it's like a spicy mayo. A spicy mayo. See, I don't like mayo like that. Oh my gosh! I could probably do. I can do. You, one. Did you see that Canada game by the way? The who game? The hockey fan. No. Okay, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to oh, that. yeah. I think I think I did see. It. Oh, it was in Canada too. You crazy? It was crazy, the Canadians. Cr- you crazy? I told Canucks. you they love mayo up there. You Montreal. That's where it was at too. You crazy Canucks? I didn't know you liked it like Scooped that. Scooped it mayo. with a spoon. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend is eating it out. Well, she was eating scoops. He was just scooping in. Oh. <laughs> maybe something. Maybe it's they, just egg white. Yeah, I know, but maybe they mix egg something white in. Oil. Maybe they mix something maybe in. They with just the want mayonnaise. some mush egg white. Nah, I'm good with that. Mm. I'm good with that. Home but man. that Popeye's chicken, yeah, mm, that uh, huge chunk of meat that they put on there with that delicious Popeye's has good chicken. I like it that is. chicken. It is. It is. Matter of fact, it was crazy. Uh, shout out to I got Tony Gill. He was on the jump, not jump. I'm sorry, uh, the jam. Thinking about basketball with Tony. He covers the uh, Bulls uh, for six seven year score. Uh, he was on the jam uh, this past week, and. Uh, I saw this when the, when it was uh, saying that the, the chicken sandwich is coming out. The guy who hosts the show, I can't think of his name right now. I'm trying to see if I can find it. He never, he's never been to uh, Popeyes. Now, For real, he's never been to Popeyes. Yes, here it is. Here is a tweet from the Jam. Uh, you follow Jam on Twitter at the Jam TV Show. Shout out to our girl Afia as well over there, uh, the executive producer of the Jam. Uh, this is from a tweet from November 4th, which was yesterday. We are shook at John Hansen TV has never been to Popeye's. You know, I hadn't been to Popeye's within the last couple of years. It was the first time for me. I had stopped eating Popeye's a, a while ago. I know a lot of people because I was so hooked on. Gee, shout out to my grandmother. Uh, my grandmother's uh, chicken, fried chicken. Uh, definitely Harold's. And yeah, see on the that suburbs? was probably it. See, on the suburbs, there wasn't that many Popeyes to begin with. I had KFC and Browns, yeah, really. Yep. It's the only yeah. ones. I could definitely see the KFC. Me. I, the yeah. Browns, it's no longer, but there is still a few. There is a Browns that I found. I think oh, I'm going to have to go get it. Carpentersville? Where? Right yes. over where, where I live? Oh, you're close by Carpentersville? Yeah. Wow, that's a trick. At least for us, I'm, in, I'm dead smack in the middle of the city. Uh, well, not the middle of the city, but... Um, that's all right. You just got to cover your your identity. Yes, that's just <laughs> <laughs> far south side of right here, southeast side of Chicago. Um, come get it. Yeah, you go. What up? Uh, hey. No, wait. Brown, I haven't had Browns 
in more than 20 years. Oh, maybe we should do a Browns trip. Ken would never do it. <laughs> we talked about never. this before, talking about how it was kind of like a cultural thing with Browns. Yeah. But listen, growing up in growing up in the city though, everybody people everybody with the Browns. By though. the way. Everybody with the Browns. You know that's how Michael got his start? Michael. From the office? Uh Steve Carell? Not Steve Carell. Yeah, he did Browns yeah, chicken commercials. Really? Browns chicken commercials. I did not know. You can that. look him up on YouTube. They started using him in their current amp current ad campaigns like a liner that he says. What? We got something big at Browns Chicken. Well, you got to start somewhere. I mean, Browns. He started Browns. Churches, Browns, KFC, and Popeyes. Those are probably your four top. And Popeyes is the best, we're saying, of those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. I say KFC, Browns, uh, Churches, and Popeyes. Popeyes. Yeah, Popeyes is definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, for me, it's. Number one of all time for me is Harold's. I mean, you, oh, yeah. you can't get. But I'm just saying out of yeah, those. Yeah. But for, before that, on a national, ooh, yes. on a national landscape, yeah. Because we didn't have, growing up in Chicago, we didn't have Chick-fil-A. Yeah. That's, this is, that's fairly new yeah. within the past, what, maybe yeah. five to ten years? That's fairly from new. From the South. That's from the South. What else is a, any other big Southern fried chicken spots? Well, didn't churches come from the south i don't I have no idea i think most yeah fried most. joints came from the south so are you never going to have a full popeye's spicy know. chicken sandwich because you've know. only had a bite I had that's a bite not a fair no fair judge no it's not it's not i don't know you know what i had i had some chicken wings like a little winding kind of a joint at my mm. buddy sean's wedding i had like three were you desperate them. No, Ooh, I was wow. kind. I was kind of like, well, let me. Um, I was like, let me just try to see if my stomach can take it. And the one thing that really stuck out to me was the fact of how stringy chicken is. We haven't had it in a year. It's kind of like it up, and it's, it's been it's been more than a year. Well, it's been like a year and what two three months now. So I don't know. I don't have the urge to go back yeah but if you have it in a, a sandwich it's gonna be a little bit different too yeah no it's not gonna be a stringy yeah and it hasn't been it hasn't been long enough for me not to be like oh my god my stomach is about to flip and the, you know you got the amazing breading fried on the outside so you won't see the stringiness you're talking me into it well you gotta have one i think it's bs that you haven't had a fault and you gotta do extra mayo on there whether you like it or not i don't know about the mayo i, I just do- ask for a little extra okay all right all right, well, you know what? Let's go ahead and wrap up the show. It's been a very fun show, too. I think it's the first time you and first I. First time. Yeah, you and I just do a full show together. Mm-hmm. Right? All right, all right. Hey, Ken, man, watch your back. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> the Dean Bukovetsky show. Get out of here. No, I'm just playing, man. No, it's always going to be the Dean David show, man. We had a great time. Thanks for Ryan. You, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I said before, man, always doing what he does for the show. Uh, really appreciate it, man. Producing a great show, giving us great content to work with. And uh, yeah, man, Ryan, I'm sure Ken is going to be back next week. We're going to have some, full, uh, some fun. Uh, also, too, we get the flip coming up as well. So, uh, speedy recovery to my brother. 
uh, feeling better, you know what I'm saying? Get back on the ones and twos and you'll be all right. All right, make sure you follow us on Twitter at D and Davis Show. Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, War or Anchor. We can show up to Spotify and YouTube. All right. Download, subscribe, rate, share, comment. We want all that stuff when it comes to the podcast. Okay. Follow me on Twitter at Demons1. Follow Ken on Twitter at That's Davis. And follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Beeski. As Ken always says, uh, just make sure you don't do anything stupid next time you hear us. And keep your hands to yourself. <laughs>